Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? Ricky Fowler, my guest this week on the podcast. This is a short and sweet. Like, don't get your hopes up too much, but it's about maybe eight to ten minutes of him um, chatting with me at Bay Hill one on one. We were just kind of looking at what he's, where he's at right now in his career, how he's assessing. Obviously, a little bit of a slump, a little bit of downturn in his play. I mean, come on, let's just call a spade a spade, right? <laughs> it's, it hasn't been his best golf. Twenty nineteen, I'm looking at it right now. Twenty nineteen, the Waste Management Phoenix Open was his last win. February of 2019. It's crazy when you think about that. Now, so look, okay, what has happened in between then, right? We talk about Jordan Spieth. So many people were like, oh, he's done this and that. Oh, like, how is he ever going to recover as he got through the different slumps of his own? And now here he is winning the Heritage. So, like, it's just so easy to look at the pro game and just be like, oh, yeah, well, come on, like, it's not going to happen. Um, you know, these players are just not going to get it done. And it's just like Ricky has been through so much. Think about where he's been. When you look at 2019, later that year, he was a pick for Tiger Woods in the President's Cup. Here we are four years later, and it doesn't even look like, excuse me, three years later, it doesn't even look like he's even going to be part of the conversation uh, for the President's Cup. There's so many young players. Sam Burns, so many young guys. Daniel Berger, of course, proven himself as well in, in team events since then at the Ryder Cup. Even Harris English as well. There's so many guys in front of him. It's so difficult at this highest level, especially when we're talking about a really strong American team for both the Ryder Cup and President's Cups year in, year out. So it's just really interesting when you look at where Ricky Fowler's been. But here's one thing you can never take away from Ricky. He has experience and he has sound bites and advice from his one-on-one time with Tiger Woods behind closed doors, right? Remember they watched the Masters together, was it last year, right? (laughs) Think about all the wisdom he's imparted. Now listen, we know that this is not JT, this is not his little brother, blah, blah, blah. So he may not be giving him the best of the best. But Tiger Woods and a lot of other mentors in Ricky's life have given him an amazing amount of advice, so even through this slump he's in, he still has that. Anyway, let's going to get to this interview with Ricky. Before we do that, just think about, I want to tell you what he did during this interview. He smiled ear to ear grin about four times. And we talk about his daughter, Maya. And that was a big part of it. Every time we talked about Maya, he just loved uh, chatting about her. So listen, he's he's in a pretty good place. I know he hasn't won in three years. It's all we define these guys by is wins. But he seems like he's really taking life in stride and taking this slump in stride. And I'm impressed by how he's always looking at things. I know you guys think I'm Captain Positive. I think everything's always goody goosey all the time. But you know what? It's better than the alternative, huh? Anyway, let's get to it. EncoreGolf.com. I want to tell you about Encore Golf. Three balls, one truth. Technology matters. Golf is complicated. We all know that. Choosing the right golf ball for your game doesn't have to be. So Encore's Three-ball lineup covers the full spectrum of spin, trajectory, and compression to ensure your golf game is completely dialed in. And with their direct-to-consumer model, they have a golf ball to fit any budget. 
EncoreGolf.com. Check out their social media presence as well on Twitter and Instagram. You can order online using my promo code B, the letter B, Clubhouse, and get 10% off right now when you go to EncoreGolf.com. All right, let's get to it. Ricky Fowler here with me on Beyond the Clubhouse. Definitely feel like we're heading the right direction. Um, you know, it's been a tough couple of years trying to grind through things and, and work on some changes and ultimately feel comfortable. Um, but, yeah, I would say still disappointed. Obviously want to see better results and be in a better position, but um, it's just part of the process and just got to keep you know moving forward. Um, I mean, always looking at stuff with the right perspective and, you know, understanding that, you know, at the end of the day, golf is it's just a game. Um, you know, we're lucky to be able to do it as a, as a job. And, um, but I think a big thing is, is the perspective and, you know, not letting it consume and affect, uh, you know, life away from the golf course because there's so much uh, more to life than, than just golf, um, you know, especially now having the little one. Um, I still obviously want to, you know, compete and play against the best players, and that's that's what drives me. Um, you know, I'm not out here for the money or anything like that. You know, that's that's a nice bonus, but um, it's more about you know being in a position to win tournaments and compete with the best players. But like I said, that that perspective of um, you know understanding kind of where things fall into place and um, you know family and and all that, and like I said, keeping the two fairly separate. Yeah, you mentioned family. I love that. Um, your three-month-old, Rory said there's so many monumental moments he looks forward to in mm-hmm. his daughter's life. Which are the next big ones you're looking forward to? Uh, I would say once she's able to, you know, say a few words or start kind of moving around. Um, you know, she's strong. She likes to stay very active, but she's not at a point where she can, you know, crawl or roll over yet. Um a lot of people say enjoy before they become mobile because it's a whole whole different story after that. But um, yeah, I mean, those would be kind of the next things to look forward to of, of where she's headed. But um, yeah, we're just getting started. Over under on mom and our data first, or has she already said one? No, she hasn't said anything. Um, I don't know what'll come first. Um, I mean, the biggest thing is she's she's healthy. She's uh, doing well and well if she's uh if she's behind on on talking we, we'll, we'll we'll cross that uh road later on down the road but she's uh i mean being three and a half months we're uh, still a ways from a lot of stuff happening like how has this affected in a game that's often about self-belief mm-hmm. for you uh yeah i mean a lot of it is is very much just mental i mean all the guys out here are capable of playing great golf and, you know, there's typically a handful of guys that play well that week, and then it comes down to just a few that have a chance on the back nine on Sunday. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of it that is, um, you know, mental side of it. Um, you may not be swinging great or anything like that, so that's going to take, you know, some guys out. But, um, like I said, everyone out here is capable of, of playing the golf to compete and win golf tournaments. But, how you do it, when you do it, and how you handle the situation come the weekend. Um, it's a little bit more of the mental process and dealing with the situation. So for me, I mean, yeah, there's been times where it's been tough as far as confidence goes, and um, but I feel like we've had plenty of um, good moments in the last, you know, 
six months or so to, to know that you know it's it's still there um, unfortunately it hasn't been as anywhere near as consistent as we want it to be but um, just kind of keep looking at the glass half full and moving forward yeah. and what's the biggest thing you've changed whether it's swing wise or just approach wise just over these last few months um, I would say I mean for me I think a big thing in the the golf swing is I probably have the best understanding of my swing and, and the tendencies and what causes what um, now so than I ever have um, but that doesn't mean that it's all of a sudden going to work um, it's still a, a very tough and humbling game so um, the un having the understanding is is one thing but uh, being able to go out there and execute and do that consistently is, is the next step um, but I feel like I said we're we're in a good spot and heading in the right direction Lastly, about the Open Championship, I know the 2015 St. Andrews. Um, what, what's your favorite kind of first memory there at St. Andrews? What, what stuck in your mind there as you walked St. Andrews? Um, to me, it's I mean, what's cool. A lot of guys end up staying there in the the hotel. Uh, you're right on site. Um, it's kind of cool how I mean, obviously it's the home of golf, but the golf course and then being right there in town. Um, there's there's so many great things about St. Andrews, but um, the you know, vegan. Yeah, I mean, Dunvegan's great. Um, no, I just I love Lynx Golf, and then all the history that's there, and it, it being the home of golf, it's a special place. Um, but I think, yeah, kind of just the the atmosphere, and that it is, you know, the home of golf and the open. Um, it's crazy. You can wake up in the morning, and there's guys playing. You end up playing in the middle of the day, and then you're you know, eat dinner and you finish and you look out your room and there's still guys playing. Yeah, Tom Watson finished at 10.30 yeah. late. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, there's there's so many things that go into the Open, especially when it's at St. Andrews. Um, it's, yeah, it's just a special place. The last part of that, um, was there a certain part of the course, was it the Open, was that the first time you played it? The Open in 10. In 10, yeah. What were the, what were the feelings like, like just knowing it was a home of golf? Um... I mean, it's special. It's it's one of the widest and easiest first tee shots, but um, it's it's one you, that, that kind of you have to pay attention, or else you're going to kind of get a little too comfortable. Um, so it the easiest tee shot to start off a major championship. Um, like I said, you can't overlook it in the way. Um, so that was you know one of the things standing there. You're just trying to kind of dink an iron down there and just get it in play. And actually, I finished poorly my first day there and played really well on Friday to make the cut on the number. Um, so, yeah, St. Andrews, is, it's been good to me. Appreciate it, buddy. Cool. All right, Ricky Fowler, my thanks to him for joining me on the podcast. You know, I'm trying to think that how long we go back. I know we've known each other, I want to say, probably about 11 years. Actually, you know what? That's what it was. 2011. At the Players' Championship, spoke with him there. And also Pebble Beach, I believe it was that year as well, 2011. And then Chevron World Challenge at the time is what it was called, right? Tiger Woods' event. He was in there playing that for the first time in a pretty pretty strong field. And we chatted a little bit about putting. We talked, talked about his expectations for the next year. Remember 2012? I mean, that would be his first year, his first win on the PGA Tour at the Wells Fargo. I remember he was coming off Rookie of the Year in 2010. So this guy really has been around for a while. I mean, kind of feels like Sergio a little bit, where it's like, this dude's only 33. He's already done so much. Or it's like he's been around forever. So anyway, 
Hope you guys had a blast uh, getting to know Ricky Fowler a little bit better, getting a sense of what he's thinking in this stretch right now in his career. So Ricky Fowler there, hope, hope you had a blast, and we'll catch up soon here on Beyond the Clubhouse.